Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Um, on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Rough and Tumble, The Men of Haven, book one by Rena Morgan. And with me this evening reviewing is Leah. Hey Leah. Hi Becky. How's it going? It's going you know. good. How are you? Um, you know, it's it's we're recording this on Monday for an episode that comes out, you know, on Tuesday. It's, it's just been and that. It's, it's been a Monday. It has been a Monday for sure. So um, before we get into all of this, I do want to just say that we are trying really hard to make sure our quick shots of romance, we are picking books that are a little more accessible. We're not trying to do just brand new. We will still do brand new releases. Don't get me wrong. There are some new releases we got to talk about. Um, <laughs> but that being said, we are trying to pick books that are either in Kindle Unlimited or there are easily accessible in the average library, although as we've learned, not Becky's all libraries library is awesome, and my <laughs> library is not so much. Yeah, <laughs> not all libraries are created equal. But we here on Buzzing About Romance, we are adding some librarians to our um, crew of misfit romance readers, <laughs> for lack of a better term. For us. <laughs> no, it's and kind it, of appropriate, though. <laughs> it is kind of appropriate. So anyway. Um, we just, I want to make sure everybody is giving love to their libraries. Um, they're important and they matter. So tonight's choice um, I is actually available in my local library and was available on Hoopla. So I listened to the audio and you read, correct? I did. <clears throat> so then we'll get into all the specifics that. Let's go synopsis from Goodreads. Synopsis. Okay, so live hard, fuck harder, and follow only their own rules. Those are the cornerstones the six men of the Haven Brotherhood live and lead by. Refusing to conform to society's, society's expectations, taking what they want, and always watching each other's backs. A, self, <coughs> me, a self-made man with his fingers in a variety of successful businesses, Jace Kennedy lives for the challenge and he always gets what he wants. From the start, he sees Vivian Moore's hidden wild side and knows she's his perfect match. If only he can break it free. He will have her one way or another. Vivian's determined to ditch the rough lifestyle she grew up in, even if that means hiding her true self behind a bland socialite veneer. Dragging her party hound sister out of a club was not how she wanted to ring in the new year, but Viv knows the drill. Get in, get her sister, and get back to the safe, stable life she's built for herself as fast as humanly possible. But Viv's plans are derailed when she finds herself crashing into the club's clearly badass and dangerously sexy owner. Jace is everything Vivian swore she never wanted, but the more time she spends with him, the more she starts to see that he loves just as fiercely as he fights. He can walk society's walk and talk society's talk, but when he wants something, he finds a way to get it. He's proud of who he is and where he came from, and he'll be damned if he lets Vivian... <clears throat> go before showing her the safest place of all is in the arms of a dangerous man. So this book released uh, February 20th, 2017. So it is four years old. Yeah. Um, I can do the math. Um, the tropes on this book are bad boy, um, the family you make, sexy. Um, it's a billionaire romance. It also is slightly mafia. As mafia undertones. Yes. 
this series, the guys in this series walk the line of bad boys with big hearts. Mm-hmm. Like they're I don't think they on- walk the line. They are bad boys with big hearts. Well, but I mean, they walk the line between legal and illegal. Right. I mean, it's not full out mafia because they do have some legitimate business things. Um, but they do some some not so legal things, too. They dip they dip their toes. Right. <laughs> um, so the steam level in this book, I said, was a steam level of four. It is yes. super sexy. It is. And it's early sexy. There's there's right. no slow burn here. No slow burn. Hot damn. We are in it. In the beginning. Um, The point of view is written in third person. I listened to the book, like I said in the beginning, on Hoopla, and it's read by Gary Furlong. And he he reads the whole book himself. So even when it is third person Vivian, you still have Gary reading it for you. So that that threw you off? No, actually it didn't. He has a very nice voice, a very easy cadence to his voice. Um, And I actually liked him a lot. Sometimes it does throw me off. Um, We'll talk about it in another book. It kind of bugged me a little bit because Gary doesn't do, he does a female voice, um, but it doesn't sound ridiculous. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Um, he adapts, but doesn't make it obscene. Yeah. And so you read this on Hoopla. I did, yes. But I do know it's available in our local library. There just was a uh, wait. There was a hold, and I and I needed it. So You do. You do. This is such a good book. Um, okay, so let's start with Jace. He is not what you expect. Cowboy boots and jeans and... Yeah, but he also has a, a law degree from UNLV, so that one I was not expecting at all when he talks about that. But he is does not have a typical upbringing like there were big things that happened in his life when he was younger and they kind of I don't of... think it spoils it to talk about it um his mother was a prostitute yes and his best friend his mother was a prostitute they both lived in the same apartment complex and his best friend is Axel who you do meet in the story and eventually gets his own book um but it they grew up very poor and their mm-hmm. mothers, you know, were doing everything they could to make ends meet. So there is a little bit of like from the streets feel to the story. And he does yeah. have an incident in his young life um, that happened in protection of his mom. It wasn't like he was out looking for bad. He was trying to protect his mom that kind of um, is what forces him to create the family you make. Mm -hmm. And also kind of picks up the strays on the street. Yeah. A little bit. And because of his, um, because of his reputation of being kind of a bad boy and not necessarily on the legal side of up and up, he -hmm. has to hide a lot of his businesses that he's investors in. um, Yeah. Because some of the investors don't want his name on stuff and there's, there's a, a, a politician who is like out to get him and is not a yeah. good person. Um, yeah. But people are leery about having his name attached to their business or their product. So right. he kind of hides behind like shell corporations and like his friends 
Right. He's trying in this book, he's trying to go legit. He's trying to put his name on more things. He's part of a charity that helps give people kind of second chances in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of the conflict with this politician that they have this deep seated history to against each other, um, it's not going his way. And Vivian. So let's talk a little bit about Vivian. She kind of gets caught up in that mess of that stuff. She, She does. But I think that it actually, it works well in everybody's favor because she, (laughs) she is working for this charity because she had met the, um, the chairperson at an event that she did work on. And so she is helping out and Jace makes comments to protect her. And make sure that her business and her standing isn't affected. And so she, but I like the fact that when she here like finds out what he said, like she does not, like she is hurt by it in that moment, but she thinks about it. And it's like, it's a logical thing that he did. Like, this is why he did it. And she goes and she talks to him about it. Like she does not jump to conclusions about any of it. And I think in the long run, like it worked out really well for all of them. She's very smart. So let's talk about her personality a little bit. Cause she has a history herself, um, coming into this situation. So <coughs> yes. currently she's an party planner, event planner, event planner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's so- an event planner of, and she owns her own business. Um, and it's doing okay, but she's still struggling because it's, it's her like, she doesn't have any other family. Their mom, she has a sister. Who well, she we, has a sister who we meet like hot, on page one. She's a hot mess of chaos. That girl. Um, but their mom left them when they were very little or maybe not very little, but she, she pieced no, out. No, I think they were like six and eight. I mean, they were young. But I don't think they were babies. She pieced out. Yeah, she just um, left. And her, her dad was kind of a hot mess of chaos and he got shot and died in a bar fight and so she she has a lot of not issues but she's hang very ups. hang they're ups. just That's hang a good ups mm-hmm. she's afraid to get involved with jace because you know her dad she saw her dad he's when the mom left he spiraled out of control he mm-hmm. rode the motorcycles and went to the bar and drank all the time and didn't necessarily, you know, hang around with good people, um, got involved in some drugs and shady stuff like that. And yeah. it created issues, obviously. Yeah. Well, and after he died is kind of when she took on this persona where she, she needs control. Like she wants control. She has her special room, her secret room that like has all of her, the bright of her life. Very bohemian and free spirit. But she keeps it behind a closed door. Like she only allows herself to go in there for a little bit. Like she doesn't go in there and hang out for a long time. Like she's almost afraid to be like to be that person. So she's so controlled in every aspect of her life. And like she's dealing with her sister and the chaos that she's bringing into her life. And like still dealing with the fact that like that's how her dad died and then she meets jace and he's embroiled in this like nightclub so she has right. this with a drug fear. issue and 
Like she has Police this fear rates. that he is going to be that type of person, which it's very valid. And she, she's yeah. not, she's not obnoxious about the fact that she is questioning him, and she's not obnoxious about the fact that she's questioning like his, who he really is. No, I think it's, I mean, all of her responses are natural. Mm -hmm. I do want to say before we get into, because I want to talk about the theory of Haven and what it is and everything. I do want to say real quick, this is book one in a series. And a lot of times when we get book one in a series, even though it's building its own separate relationship, that's not, you know, each book is quote unquote standalone. Book one in the series, sometimes the author will spend a lot of time world building and introducing us to characters. And so you mm -hmm. don't feel that you get a complete romance story in book one, because you spend so much time learning the backstories and the history. And especially in this kind of situation where it's a large group of men that all have storied pasts and stuff like that. This reads really well. I don't <laughs> feel like we got bogged down. I don't. That's the thing. I don't feel like we missed out on anything because no. a, a huge part of Haven is like is Jace. So talking about why it exists and how it exists and all the little things that we can talk about in a little bit, like it, it's a huge part of him and his personality and his life and his upbringing. And so I feel like, yes, you get the world building and yes, you get that background stuff, but it was it's him at the same time. Like, yes, there are the, this group of friends, but he's almost like the cornerstone of it. He and Axel are the foundation of mm -hmm. this group. And he's totally the leader. Axel is a little bit more laid back but of the two of them. And yeah. Jace is like diving in headfirst, looks later. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and the theory of Haven. Okay, so there's a couple cool things I really love about Haven. So Haven, as we start this story, um, I believe it is six men are a part of Haven. Mm -hmm. um, and they consider themselves family. The two moms are still a part of the family. They live on the family compound. They make them, they have family dinner once a week. And they have what they call their rallies. Um, yeah. On family dinner night, they have a meeting of the brothers. And they're always willing to add in extra brothers. Um, so there is kind of a character in this story that's an outlier that... Um, I think he's going to come into the, he comes into the fold in the later books and actually should be getting his story. I think is Renna Morgan's next book is his story. Oh, really? Yes. Um, <laughs> so I, um, this, there's this really cool thing where they go to their rallies and um, it's in their basement and each brother brings a piece of furniture from their old life to put in the rally room. Like, like a CO boardroom, but it has the old Formica table from the apartment that Jace and Axel and grew up mom. in, Yeah, you know, mm. and there's the couch from Knox's, one of the other brothers, like his old apartment and stuff like that. And I just think that that's so cool. It's, it's not so much you're joining us and forget about your past. It's you this now is where we were, this is where we are. Yeah. And now you have us all together. The symbol of Haven is a tree. Um, and they all wear a dog tag mm -hmm. necklace. And one thing I thought was interesting. So like where the moms live in like the Haven compound itself, they have a compound or like a house that they 
have parties at and things like that. But the Haven house is completely separate. And the rule is they don't bring anybody but family to the Haven house. So it's like they'll have parties and people at this other like com the compound they called it. But if they're yeah. going to Haven, it's very, very like they basically have to get the okay from everybody. And so that was kind of a sticking point because um he Jace takes Viv without talking to anybody. No, but he had in his mind he had staked his claim. Yeah. This was going to be his woman. And he just hadn't vocalized that very well to his brothers. I think they all had hints of it because he was being super protective and super weird. He had Axel hire her to start doing some events for the business that owns all the nightclubs and stuff that they own. Yeah. And um, but he wasn't involved in that. And so they all kind of knew a little bit, um, but had never clearly come out and said, she is mine. She will be family. Yes. And then he puts the necklace on her mm -hmm. um, as kind of a like, just so you know, you know. Yeah, it was very symbolic, which you don't you don't notice it at like when it happens. But later on, like it becomes a, it's like, a bigger deal. It becomes a big deal. Yeah. Um, OK, the moms, <laughs> the moms, I love the moms. I love them. I love them. And one of my favorite characters in this book series is Knox. There's this family dinner night. Um and it rotates who gets to pick dinner each night. And the one night that Vivian is there, Knox's turn to pick. And he picks like cafeteria elementary school food, like chili mac or corny uh, corn dogs and or but it's pony like dogs. bad chili mac, too. It's like he wants that cafeteria taste. Taste, yeah. And everybody is like. They're all mad at him. There were tater tots. It was so funny. It's just, and then they play Monopoly, <laughs> trying to like sell protection to each other. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it's not your typical Monopoly game. No, and but for such a very serious, strong, almost dark romance, because these are a little darker with the mafia feel and the they're not drug addicts, but. Um, Vivian's sister is struggling with drugs with those feels of it. There were some really light laugh out loud moments in this story. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And something else, the dirty talk. Oh, so dirty. This book had such good dirty talk. It had, it did. It had really good dirty talk and you don't have to wait for it. Like there's no, like nope. he, he speaks to her and it's like right off the bat. <laughs> It was so yummy. So good. Um, okay, so let's get to our questions. Okay. Did you like this book? I did like this book. And now, thank you, by the way, You're I have welcome. to read the rest of them. I recommend this series all the time. This and Renna Morgan's Nola Knight series, which is kind of a spinoff from this series. I love them. I love these books. Um, I just... It's the whole world, honestly. It's all the different characters. They come from very different backgrounds. And when you get to the next book, the guy's a doctor. His family's from Brazil. Like, it's a very interesting past story. It's not necessarily typical past stories. Um, so I just, I really love it. And these are bad boys with big hearts. And I got a thing for that. I like that. <laughs> um. So who would typically like this book? 
Um, anyone that likes a story about a maid family, because this is a group of friends who are truly like they are family in every sense of the word. Um, it's not very dark or angsty, but it has those elements mixed in and they mix really well. I thought you don't walk away going, Oh my God, that book was so much angst. What did I read? Like Uh it makes sense in the story. It helps with the development of the relationship and the characters and it just, it works. Well, and Um, it's not as much angst like between Vivian and Jace. Like there's a little bit because it's the sister and that stupid Paul politician. Yeah. Mm. Um, it is a steamier romance. So, and it's not super dark. You did say that, but it Mm -hmm. does walk this line of what is good. What is bad? The bad boy, the good heart. Um, so if you like those kinds of stories, this is good. If you liked bad motherfucker from Jacinda Wilder, this story would be right on par. Even, um, may harden her dirtier talking romances you would feel Mm -hmm. very comfortable reading this kind of book um so would you recommend this book leah i absolutely would recommend this book and i think after i read it and you and i talked i did recommend (laughs) it to people because people need to read these they need to read these they're really good it's i mean it's hard it is hard with this series because so these books are published under harlequin and as we have learned to buy their books. A lot of these are mass published, so you can pick them up at your grocery store for $6.99. Um, but a lot of these books to buy the ebook is almost as expensive as buying the mass published yeah. book. You know, it's an $8.99 ebook. ebook. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes pricey. Like, and because there are five in this book, three in the Nolan Knights, and now she has two more planned to come back to Menahaven. I mean, that's an investment in a it series. Adds up, yeah. So um, I highly recommend you check out your library um, or check with your friends. If they own them on their Kindle, it might be one that you can loan out. I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure about that. So I don't know. Anyway, that's it for this quick shot of romance, everyone. We'll see you next time. Happy reading. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.